The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about This is Talkin' Cowboys. Reading live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on And now, your hosts, Isaiah Standback, Patrick Walker, and Kyle Yeomans. It's another off-season edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. We are live from the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco with Isaiah Stanback. We've got Patrick Nosey Walker, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans as we continue to giddy up through the uh, Cowboys off-season. Yeehaw! Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Can we can we hear that one more time? Yeah, run that back. Yeah. Ooh, it's oh, crisp. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. crisp. We got Rodeo <laughs> Zay in the building. <laughs> Rodeo Zay in the building. Let's get a Stetson sponsor, huh? How about yeah. that? Huh? I am for that. Yeah, I am for that. I went, I went to Luke Combs at AT&T Stadium the yeah, other day. Yeah, I saw that. And it was so good. Awesome. I mean, I, I'm I'm very broad with my music. I just love music in general. I listen to a little bit of everything. Same. Luke Combs and, and really... I haven't started listening to Luke Combs until the last about about a year, mm-hmm. and he's really really good. I went to that concert; he was fantastic. The nice. stadium was gorgeous; it was packed, it was loud, it was energetic. A lot of really really good show. Lots of fun stuff at AT. You, you found out why people love Luke so much. exactly. Yeah, he was he was really good. Yeah, really good. And I was the the reason I say that is because I was sad because I didn't have a cowboy hat to wear. Mm, I didn't have the western hat. I, I'm I'm a born and raised Texan. Stetson, hey, don't Stetson. Born hey, and raised Texan. Do you have boots? Yeah, I have boots so and I have, wore the boots. Okay, yeah, so yeah. you have the boots. You just didn't I just have didn't have the, the hat. I had multiple I hats. Yeah, you were telling us in your hat. You go, uh, Luke Casey. Yeah, right? next. I do have a Stetson hat, but it was. I, it's you, phenomenal. You wore it. You yeah. wore it to the yeah. show one day. Yeah. Yeah. That was not. Yeah. That one was not a Stetson. I do have a Stetson though. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one was not. The Stetson looks way better. Yeah. 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 I need to see this alleged Stetson. Oh, it's nice. it's nice. Oh, yeah. yeah, next Tuesday. He almost wore it for pregame, but we had headsets on. That's if we next, next we would have had it outside, but it wouldn't work. Stetson, you guys hear that? We're all for it. We're here. I think, I think I'm the only one on this show that hasn't worn a cowboy hat because yeah, I was wearing it for Victory Mondays. I was wearing it for Victory Mondays, but that was the that was the Ford branded one. Shouts out to Ford. Yeah, um, you know that. Yeah, but. Yeah, I need an actual. I agree. Because I've been I've been in Texas long enough, and for those that don't know, and I don't know how you couldn't know, I am a I'm a born and bred Georgia boy. Georgia boy. Um, but I've been in Texas uh, about half a decade now. I, yeah. It's time for some some boots. You're and, adopted. Uh, yep. Stetson. You're adopted. Yeah, it's time yeah. for some boots and a Stetson. I agree. I, I agree. Yeah. I think it's time. All right. Well, now that we've gotten that out of the way, mm-hmm. and. For those of you who don't don't know, that was Isaiah in the Yeehaw, and it was from our last episode where we had a lot of fun. So you should go back and listen to that one as well. I also made a joke in that that episode that ah nothing's gonna happen between now and then. We're gonna have nothing to talk about coming into this Tuesday from a transaction standpoint. Uh, I was joking, but nothing has happened in terms of the Cowboys transactionally. Well, uh, true. But not but entirely true. That's kind of where I'm leaning. Not entirely true. Okay, okay. so I, I, news I and notes. <laughs> what will Rob do? And we're going to do it like uh, how Rob would do on WrestleMania week. We're coming mm. off the top rope. Coming off the top rope with news and notes. Okay. So, uh, can't recall if we mentioned this, but 
mention it just as a fail safe. Dante Fowler back in the building on a one year deal. Nice. That's uh, an underrated yes, it is. and probably underappreciated re signing by most Cowboys fans. Mm-hmm. But for those that know, know Dante Fowler absolutely had a resurgent year. Oh, yeah. Uh, his first season reuniting with Dan Quinn. Obviously, they spent time together with the Atlanta Falcons. That's good. Um, Jerry Jones speaking from the owners' meetings, uh, the league meetings, I should say, in Phoenix on yesterday, yesterday being Monday, said that there has been, quote-unquote, progress towards the re-signing of Jonathan Hankins. Mm. That will be huge, pun intended, uh, if they can <laughs> get Jonathan Hankins back under contract. So good news for the Cowboys fans there. It is in the works. It looks like it could happen. Fingers crossed that it does. Stephen Jones yesterday evening uh, from the same league meetings in Phoenix said that not only do the Cowboys want Hankins, but they want Carlos Watkins as well. Another underrated unheralded guy who did some great things for the Cowboys and Dan Quinn in 2022. So the Cowboys are actively working on both Hankins and Watkins returning to the roster. Yeah. Fantastic, because there you go. As far as those who are hoping that the Cowboys shore up that run defense, it begins, for my money, it begins with keeping Jonathan Hankins in the building and then building out from that. Carlos Watkins asked some other guys like Quentin Bohanna to step up, Chauncey Ghost, and you saw what Odigizua was able to do. And that's kind of what we talked about in the last show. We talked about Hankins specifically and what he does so well is allow for the guys around him to play free. Absolutely. And Isaiah, you broke it down on film room at one point throughout the the season. Mm-hmm. When there are other players, these these big nose tackles, these big beefy guys mm-hmm. on the line of scrimmage, they're getting either pushed back or they're staying still. <laughs> Jonathan Hankins wasn't getting pushed back or standing still. He was moving forward. In in a comparison to that was Don Terry Pole. Yeah. Right? That was that was the That's what was supposed to be Exactly. Hankins in the system for Absolutely, right? So if you Cowboys Nation, if you guys remember Don Terry Poe, mm-hmm. right? We appreciate his services, but he's on and gone, gone now. Okay? <laughs> yeah. He was going backwards or lateral. Okay? You don't want a large human being who's meant to his, his, his sole role is to clog up the holes, okay? And force the offensive players to, to run around him or your defensive guys to be able to flow through the lanes without being un, un, uh, uninhibited, right? Mm-hmm. Don Terry Poe was getting pushed backwards, okay, and sometimes sideways, okay? So he was causing greater holes for the offensive player. Um, Contrary to that, now all of a sudden you have a big Jonathan Hankins who comes in and obviously comes forward. So now he's literally moving the line of scrimmage in the direction that is advantageous to your defense. That allows not only for two guys and now have to try to stick on one guy. So you're taking two of the five offensive linemen and, and isolating them to that one player on your defense. But what does that do to your linebackers? Now your linebackers all of a sudden, now they can see clear. I can see clearly now. <laughs> Alright, so now the linebackers can see clearly, okay? It's important <laughs> And I always relate it back to the times when when Ray, right? You talk about big Ray Lewis. You talk about some of the some of the greatest linebackers in history had big horses in front of them, right? Yes, they, did. they had dudes that were able to clog up those those, yeah. those holes and allow for these guys to free flow. Not only can they run through, mm-hmm. but they can see clear. Right? And they can make moves. They can make their, their proper uh, adjustments necessary to go out there and go and make a big play for a tackle for a loss or, 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 or no, no, uh, no yardage at all. I'm so your linebackers would have a clear-eye view at that point? I wasn't going to go there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and swipe that out Let's of go here, Let's swipe guys. that out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I made that mistake one time. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that's important. So, I hope. I hope, there goes that H word again, that they can bring mm-hmm. big Jonathan Hankins mm-hmm. back and then add on to it. Yeah. Because – what we saw last year, 
as impactful as he was in that role, when he was gone due to injury, mm-hmm. it was a void. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? The yeah. best case scenario for Dallas is to obviously retain him because you have the sure thing mm-hmm. and then try to redo what they what they rolled the dice on last year. Right? Last year where they, where they brought in uh, – uh, help me help me with the name. Ooh. Um, on on def- the defensive line? Yeah. yeah. Who they, who they draft? Uh, oh, a, who they drafted? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. You're not talking about Big John, are you? Yeah, uh, oh yeah, Ridgeway. John Ridgeway. Big, yeah. Sorry, y'all blanked out. Big John Ridgeway. Okay, okay, they tried this last year. Yeah. So let's, yeah. let's, let's let's not say the front office didn't do their job. And that might have been they a guy tried. They, they, right? they might have gotten rid of him a little bit too. soon. Maybe a little no, bit too okay, soon. They, uh, what, what, well, I, I don't want to say yeah. that because their roster was they stacked. Didn't, they were. They didn't want to let go of John Ridgeway. Yeah. And we and we spoke about it yeah. at the time. It was a pure numbers game. Absolutely. They took the risk in thinking that Ridgeway yep. would clear waivers and they could get him back on the practice squad. The yeah. commanders were, were like, no. <laughs> they <Gotcha>. stole him. <laughs> so the Cowboys gotcha. were actually upset that they lost Ridgeway. Yeah. But they, so, and he played game. well last year. He did play he well did. for Washington last year. He went to a D-line university okay, out there in Washington, and they, they're <laughs> utilizing him. But to your point, that was a numbers game. So the front office tried to address this last year. Mm-hmm. It's just that – at that point in time, in his development, they couldn't afford to roll the dice and, and, and risk whether he was going to develop or not mm-hmm. develop for the guys that they had on the defensive line that were sure things at that point there. in time. So I think that they're going to try to address it again, um, but they need to Fair. find out where they're at numbers-wise in each position. You gotta, well, you well you it bodes f- well for the Cowboys that as we have this conversation, now we're on the second day of week three of free agency, and Jonathan Hankins is still a free agent, which yeah. tells me that yep. there is mutual interest, Not obviously not only from the Cowboys, but Jonathan Hankins yeah. has interest in returning to the Cowboys. And as these days progress, you know, business-wise, it the price just becomes more and more flexible, mm. I should say. So that, that works in the Cowboys' favor, and that's why I think that this deal gets done, knock on wood. And you got to think about the timing of wh- how those events conspired last year because mm-hmm. you had you had the first release rather or whenever the waiver pickup was there for John Ridgeway that's when you lost Ridgeway mm-hmm. then a couple weeks later is when you traded for Hankins so there was a void there for a little bit right where there was nothing up front and you could yeah. see it on the yeah, defensive you line that you could see how much that was so you've seen it all three ways you've seen it with a young developmental prospect mm-hmm. with John Ridgeway throughout the early parts of training camp preseason early parts of the season then you saw him without one of those big hog mileys up front mm-hmm. and then you turn it around you added John Jonathan Hankins, and then you saw it without Jonathan Hankins whenever he was injured last year as well. No bueno. Go get you a big guy boss in the hall. middle. Yep. Go get you one. Let's do it. Who the biggest boss? Hey, sorry. I oh, I was about to yeah. say, hold up. Hey. <laughs> sorry, wow. flashback guys. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody went full Ross. All right, so um, to a lesser but also intriguing note in news and notes, we have jersey assignments. Okay, ah. so Choma Idoga, offensive lineman, recently signed last week, I should say. He has been assigned number 71. Uh, Ronald Jones, two-time Super Bowl winning running back, has been assigned number 32. And here's where it gets spicy. So Brandon Cooks, first of all, has been assigned number three. Uh, for those that know, that number belonged to Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown remains a free agent at the moment, still recovering uh, from his injury. Um, this doesn't this doesn't necessarily mean that Anthony Brown wow. will not be back, but the Cowboys are taking a real cautious approach on on that because again he is recovering from a recent injury that he suffered, and we'll see how it goes. Wow. But put an asterisk next to that and what I'm about to say next because I need to explain the asterisk, the mm-hmm. footnote. Uh, Stephon Gilmore has been assigned number 21, Ooh. ladies and gentlemen, number 21. I'm sorry, one, one, more time, one more time. Stephon Gilmore uh-huh. has been assigned 
number 21. So, any, any Dallas Cowboy being assigned number 21, but but okay. Continue. That's a cold world. So yeah, so this is a cold, cold world. Yeah, there are, there are two, no blankets. Twofold on this one. On on one note, Oof. that stings because mm. the body's not cold yet. Mm. Um, on another note, it's kind of exciting um, from the cornerback position because the last most impactful, I mean, you could talk about some guys who had some impact like a Mike Jenkins and um, Pac-Man on the field when, in his short time with the Cowboys. But Dion, Coach Prime. Yes, mm. that's where I was going You're with. right, Coach Prime. You got a, a, <laughs> a Dallas cornerback wearing 21, and it's not like it's a rookie wearing 21 that needs to prove himself like Mike Jenkins came no. into the league and got the tw- No, 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 no. This is a former NFL Defensive Player of the Year. This is a, a first-team All-Pro. This is a multi-time Pro Bowler who's coming the Cowboys, mm. and he's now putting on Dion's former number. That that just markets itself. So that's the exciting part of it. Jeez. But the the bittersweet part, the bitter part of the sweet, is most certainly that that number belonged to Ezekiel Elliott for seven years and now belongs to Stephon Gilmore. So, of course, that leads everyone to question, does that Return, absolutely yeah. close the door on Ezekiel Elliott? Well, <laughs> gosh darn it, that takes me to the next piece of news. Wow, here's the top rope from the news and notes section that ropes. he was talking about. Uh, Jerry Jones said the door is not closed mm-hmm. on possibly reuniting with Ezekiel Elliott mm-hmm. for the 2023 season. It's a barn door. Mm-hmm. So, for those sliding, that are keeping, sliding. for those that are keeping track, Ezekiel Elliott, he's he's garnered interest from several teams, and I know there are reports that you know the teams that he has interest in, and, and trust me, there are more teams than to be reported, yes. but I'll keep that off the air. Um, and the teams that were, I will say, the teams that were reported as having interest, those that was an accurate report. So those teams that are now circling back, saying, "Oh no, we don't," that they're playing the game. They don't mm-hmm. want other teams to know they're in on a particular Correct. player. That's how you get the price down, as opposed to driving the price up. Mm-hmm. So that game is going to play out how it plays out. But as long as Ezekiel Elliott remains a free agent, there remains a growing chance, even if it's from small to less than small to less than less than small. Jerry Jones said the door is not closed until he signs with another team. Mm. So I know what you're thinking because I was thinking it too. Well, if the Cowboys were to reunite with Ezekiel Elliott, his number's gone. Well, Ezekiel Elliott took to Twitter (laughs) last week and said that he wants his Ohio State number 15 back. So, and that's if, open here. If it happens, oh no, no Will Greer, Will has, Greer it. has it. Yeah. If it happens, if if the planets align and Ezekiel Elliott is back, and of course that kind of goes in the face of logic with you having <laughs> signed Ronald Jones and brought Rico Dowdle back, and you'll probably draft a guy. If all logic is defied. Mm-hmm. Post-release, and the Cowboys bring him back and say, you know what? We actually don't need your salary cap money anymore, uh, savings anymore. We'll just eat that, okay, on a smaller deal. Maybe he pays Will Greer to come up mm-hmm. off that 1-5. Yeah, he might. And then there you go. But this is a very intriguing situation going on here. I mean, this is this is fun. This is fun. I kind of not the release part. Barn door. I said this initially. I I said there's a there's always a possibility, and even Mike McCarthy kind of alluded to it in his interview yesterday. He said you never want to shut the door. You never want to burn bridges on things like this. Even if Ezekiel Elliott doesn't return for the 2023 season, I don't think it's out of the question that he is done as a Dallas Cowboy. No, no, because he's got some years left. He's got he's got an opportunity to come back at some point. I, I just think the money has to be right in order for that to happen. We'll see what his uh, what his money would look like if they were to get to that point. Here's mm. Jerry's exact quote on the matter. A reworked deal was on the table, and you might say that to some degree that hasn't changed. Mm. And it won't until he signed someplace else, end quote. So basically saying, we're here if you want to come back. Basically, we're here if 
Yeah. Everything, if nothing goes the way you would like, or if you don't like the way the market is shaping up, hey, we, Come on we back. still have a seat for you. We'll work out that one five. Uh, and, and there you go. Now, obviously, if you're Ezekiel <clears throat> Elliott, you don't like that. You, you have, yeah, you, know, yeah. you really have some decisions to you make like as far that. as what's best for the next stage of your career. Yeah. Because logistically speaking, from a player standpoint, what are you walking back into as Ezekiel Elliott? You're walking back into a situation where now it's clearly Pollard's throne. Yep. It's no longer your throne. Even if you are to return, it's no longer your throne. It's Pollard's throne, yep. at least for now. Mm. And now you have to figure right. out, well, where, where do you fall in the hierarchy with the Cowboys adding Ronald Jones? And is your mm. deal going to be equal to Ronald Jones, a little bit lesser, et cetera? So financially, you might not have the leverage to kind of get push for those snaps on the field. I don't know. It's a murky situation from the Ezekiel Elliott standpoint, but it's not less murky from a Cowboy standpoint because, again, as the team, if you're looking at it from a GM standpoint, you just brought in a guy. Like, you released this guy, brought in a guy because you released this guy, and this guy that you brought in is less expensive, and now you're going to circle back to that guy, but isn't that going to cause you to release this guy? So competition is wonderful. We wanted it at all positions um, except quarterback, you know, because Dak is Dak, right? And there is competition there, but for the most part, if Zeke were to come back, he would still be the number two guy, right? Yeah, he, wouldn't be the, he, he, would, like he, would, he would definitely be the number two guy, but I don't see Zeke coming back. I don't either. I see him. Go, I see him leaving. I think he, for a super, uh, for a quote unquote Super Bowl contender, contender like and, and a honestly, legitimate, proven Super Bowl and honestly, contender. If if I'm putting myself in Ezekiel Elliott's shoes, I want to prove something. I want to show everybody, including the Cowboys organization, that you might have given up on me a yep. little bit too soon. Yeah. Right. So I really want to go to that situation where I'm guaranteed one A or one B. <laughs> Have a shot, a real shot it's, at a ring. That's the only move. Give a real shot. But there's at a not ring, a there's so. not a long list of teams. Exactly. You, you want that, my money? that outside of the team that he was I already can, on, there's a, have a better I can, roster. I can tell you, it's what not my about the, it's not just about the roster. It's not just about the roster. You're right. It's about the it's about the quarterback. No doubt. It's about the quarterback, and it's about the organization. Sure. And what they've done over the last handful Couple of years. years. Yeah. If, if you had to put money on it, where do you think he lands? KC. Okay, that's a good. I was thinking Cincy. I was I'm thinking about that's, that's my money. Yeah. I, I, most well, wait, wait, but I, but then the I saw them back. Guy there. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying reports yeah. notwithstanding. Yeah, the yeah. jersey, so you, Ohio. You, you think about it from yeah. an analyst and a former player standpoint. Mm-hmm. As the landscape is right now, you got teams like KC, yep. uh, the Jets. Uh, I'm not going to entertain that Eagles nonsense. They yeah. got Rashad opinion. That, it's it's KC or Cincinnati. Yeah. I, I think he fits better in Cincinnati's well, offense. I think New York's in that conversation. Yeah, ah, the Jets are in that conversation. For me – I'm, I think it's Cincy. It just I, yeah. makes too much sense, not only logistically, yeah, but it's poetic, yeah. right? This is an Ohio State yep. kid, mm-hmm. right, who wants to go back to his Ohio State number. number. Yep. And if he gets that in Ohio with Joe Burrow, with Joe Burrow, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And Joe Mixon. And you got Jamar Chase stretching the oh, field. Awesome. You got tight end weapons. It's They're a, rebuilding it's a the offensive line. I, I, I totally agree. I that, 100% believe. That Cincinnati is the best yeah, situation I think that's for him, the best fit. but I do think that the dark horse is KC. That's okay. Because I, I'm okay with that because they've done that too. They because, have a track record of doing that. Yes, they do. And I, I don't think he's going to get the money he wants anywhere. Yeah, let's let's lay that on the table. No doubt. So if he's not going to get the money he wants anywhere, most people are like, "Well, just just, just come back home." It's like, well, it's that's that coming simple. home. That's a slap in the face, almost, you know, to him. So it's like, if he's going to do it, it's going to be with a team that has literally over the last few years, KC, Cincinnati, had a shot at winning a doggone ring. And that's the 
only way I see it. I don't see him going to the Jets. It's too much, too much in the air. Flux. It's too much yeah. flex. It's too much drama. It's, it's a lot mm-hmm. going on. He don't even have their quarterback under contract yet. Mm-hmm. So I, I see it being one of those two teams, KC or Man, Cincinnati, you, you with think, Cincinnati being the best situation. I, I do think either one, it's a win-win. Yeah. You go with Cincinnati here, you go with KC, if those are two of your options. Yeah. Um, but it's as simple as you go, you sign that one-year deal with yep. one of those, prove you it. potentially get a ring, you prove you still got a ton of trade left on the tires, you're back in free agency a year from now, and now you get to demand a little bit higher salary. We we didn't really get to hit on on Zeke a whole lot last week because there were so many different things that happened along the way. When we come back, I want to quickly give our favorite Zeke memory okay. that we had I like it. throughout his time as a Cowboy. But we're also going to take your calls, 888-855-2297. We're going to take some fan calls today. Get your thoughts on how the offseason is going so mm-hmm. far. What do you think the Cowboys have done right you could also tell us what you think the Cowboys have done wrong. We'll talk about it next on Talking Cowboys. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Little Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. And the rejoins up. Oh, nope, it's not. And go, Cal. Oh, wait, I grabbed the draft show reads. These are the wrong reads. Hey, I'm back here on Talking Cowboys. I grabbed the wrong reads. That's for the show that I do on Wednesdays and Thursdays. So I will uh, I'll read both of them at the end of the segment. Well, we're back here on Talking Cowboys. Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker. I'm Kyle Yeomans. All right. Favorite Zeke memory. Patrick will let you start, and then Isaiah will give us his. Oh, there's so many. And, I, had, and, I, had, I, had, I had a news and notes, Kyle. Oh, do you want to oh, do yeah, that yeah, like yeah, right off the top? Yeah, I didn't know. Okay, we'll do it. What's your news and note? Doggone it. Come on, with it. what's going with it? News and notes today mm-hmm. from Stanbeckville. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. This is my 10-year anniversary. Hey! Air five. Air five. 
So shout out to my wife, Natalie. She's always listening. Ten year anniversary. Thanks for putting up. Hey. hey. Congratulations Thank to you. the both of you. You get a Roxbury head. Yes. Yeah. It's been and a busy week at a stand I was about to say, the yeah. kiddos turned nine yeah. yesterday. Yeah, we had, well, my daughter, was, well, Nadia's birthday so was last Tuesday, <laughs> sure. last time we had the show. Okay. She turned 11. Wow. My twins turned nine yesterday, and then our 10 year anniversary is today. Wow. Uh-huh. That time is no cool. And then we have a party for my business. <laughs> my business 10 year anniversary is this weekend. Yeah. It's a lot going See, on. See, oh, when you listen, said that, that's, a lot going on. that's what I was thinking nope. because I'm going to the party, yeah. so I'll be there. The, wife, the wifey and I have been rocking for 10 years. Wow. That's huge. Congratulations. That's yeah, awesome. Man. Mega yeah. congrats. Yeah. Especially in mm. you know today's world where it's just getting harder and harder seeing relationships last that Facts. long. So Facts. just fantastic, bro. My, my daughter always And you're still getting. getting my daughter's like, so I'm 11, and you guys have been married for 10 years. I'm like, uh, yeah, next topic. Yeah. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> your, daughter's like, your daughter's like, this math ain't math. It ain't math. <laughs> it's oh, math man. ain't math. And so well, when congrats. she gets older, you Thanks, man. start telling her the way. She's like, but, uh. See, you start yours. Yeah. Remember when we when we hit our tenure. Yeah, that's true. May May 7th. Ooh. Getting close. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, My, bar- it's barreling down I am the about bike. to be. Bro, I'm shark finning that. On that hell. <laughs> shark like finning. Shark fin. Man. Uh. I'm not going to say this. Yeah, don't say it. I'm not going to say it. Don't say it on air. All right, sorry. Here we go. Back to Zeke. His favorite Zeke memory. Go. Um. It's easy to go with any one of the the hurdles, and you know the one in Philadelphia certainly comes to mind because that was just magnificent. Would have been any, even better if the turf monster didn't get him right after. I'm going with uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm. the walk off tutty against the Steelers, right up the a gap, mm-hmm. burst of speed into the end zone at Heinz Field, which is what it was named at the time. Ball game. For me, that was that was magnificent. So a lot to choose from, but I'm going with uh, Zeke versus the Steelers. Walk off Tutty. Okay. Very nice, Isaiah. I'm going to go Zeke versus the Buccaneers when he hopped in the Salvation Army bucket. Mm. I like it. Yeah, that's my favorite. I, I like, like that it. a lot. A like nice it. little jack-in-the-box there. That was good stuff. And you know what made that even better? What makes that better is is the fact that he was when he was fined for it, mm-hmm. he matched the NFL's fine in your face. Sent that to to charity to yep. the Salvation Army, and then it created this uh, this whirlwind of donations. And I think it. that in like a month's time, the Salvation Army got like two, over two million dollars worth of yeah, donations. Yeah, I think it was like the most that they've had from yeah. like an outside source. So that's source. what makes that even better. Awesome in your face, NFL in your face. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> Uh, I liked against the the Detroit Lions when he brought, br- broke out the the Dak touchdown dance. Oh yeah, in the, in the back of the end zone against the Lions when he was doing a little hip hip motion there. Uh, I also I think my favorite one outside of the ones that you mentioned though, just another one to add was when he capped off the touchdown drive when Dak got hurt in week five against the Giants in 2020, mm. where he came back down the field and then ran into the end zone and as soon as he Went to the camera, he held up the four, and, yep. and it was just kind of – it was very reflective. Like, the sun was in the background. Yeah. You could kind of see the rays coming through. It was. It was at the at the moment. Now, the season didn't turn out the way that anybody wanted. Nobody wanted Dak to get hurt like that. But the fact that they capped off the game, they won the game, and they capped it off with a Zeke touchdown where he was able to hold up the four – uh, that that was that was one of my favorite moments as Consummate well. Consummate team guy. Yeah. So, uh, best of luck to Zeke. We never, like I said, didn't get a chance to talk about it last week. We wanted to at least hit on it mm-hmm. this week. All right. We are taking your calls. 888-855-2297. Give us a call. Let's hear about what you feel like has gone right. What has gone wrong for the Cowboys offseason? We're taking those calls now, starting with Bob in the Rio Grande Valley. You're on Talking Cowboys. Morning, guys. Good morning. morning. I tell you what, it's uh, 
we kind of hit the ground running here in free agency. Mm-hmm. I could not be more proud <laughs> of that Cowboys front office and the job that they've done. It, uh, it, I'm like a lot of you and a lot of fans. I'm shocked. This is totally out of character. Mm-hmm. It, uh, but it's something that needed to be done. And Patrick, you stole my thunder, buddy. What a do. It, uh, they are oh, when Zeke jumped in that army kettle against Tampa Bay. And let me tell you what, that the guy started a groundswell for a great organization mm-hmm. in raising money. And I tell you, my fondest memory of Zeke will be him sticking his head up, peeking out of that, <laughs> out of that, out of that barrel like a little bitty elf, you know, like a little bit previous kid. But, uh, that was wonderful. That's awesome. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. It, uh, looking forward to a great year. Y'all have a good day. Thanks, Appreciate Bob. you, Bob. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> That's awesome. Isaiah stole his thunder, but we'll, yeah, we'll give him credit. I that was that's a good way to put it. He was like a little mischievous kid. That's, that's what, what it was. was. He was just like, he's like, okay, here we are. Yeah, yeah. Yep, very nice. All right, continue. So give us a call eight 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 five five two two nine seven. When you're looking at Ronald Jones, we haven't actually hit on him just yet. But what what kind of role do you expect him to fill in this current? team is he uh, is he a straight rb2 or is he competing with guys like malik davis rico dowdle he's an rb2 he's a, he's a he's a straight forward. he's a short yardage guy and he's a protect dax back guy because they, i think the front office realizes that tony pollard is really good at what he does but don't ask him to do anything outside of himself mm. meaning he you're losing arguably the league's best blocking running back by letting zeke go right yeah, that's true. Um, so I think Ronald Jones now fulfills that role in terms of having somebody back there that can actually pass protect mm-hmm. um, out of the backfield. Um, that's not a tight end. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. As well as a short yardage back who can go up there and take the, 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 the brutality that it takes sometimes for that short yardage. You don't want to ask TP just because he's capable of, of getting short yardage, um, you know, you don't want to ask him to do that every single time. I'd rather bring a big boy back there to go ahead and barrel his head in between alignment and get those short yardage. And then go to the sideline, give him a slap on the butt, and then bring TP back in. That's the relationship, and I think that's the ask by this front office and the coaching staff of Ronald Jones. Yeah, I mean, long and short of it, that's that's the science behind the move. Uh, Ronald Jones is, is going to be looked upon as a less expensive Ezekiel Elliott as far as the role is, is concerned. Um, he, he himself, when in the conversation that we had with him on signing day, um, he said that he's a, he brings power and he's a change of pace back, and that's what the Cowboys are going to need. They're going to need that short yardage guy, that bigger body guy to get in there, uh, you know, get that third and short, fourth and short. Because yes, can well can Tony Pollard get that? Yes, he can. Um, but you would rather not put that kind of brutality Correct. on Pollard if you do, in fact, have quote unquote big plans for Pollard going yep. forward, like. Uh, Jerry Jones said a couple weeks ago um, and also keep in mind Tony Pollard is coming off of a fractured leg so mm. I, I don't believe that that's going to impact his style of play uh, in 2023 but from a medical standpoint do you want your your franchise guy who's coming off of a broken leg to be in that scrum on fourth and one third and one third and two no you want to get a change of pace guy and that's what I think Rojo brings to the table I, oh, well in addition to the fact he's got two rings and every team he signs with wins a ring so yeah. there's that good Mojo, he yeah. brings, and that's I mean they're they're adding guys who have rings, Him, which is awesome. Um, right. I think that this front office, aside from being aggressive, which is out of character for them, mm-hmm. the one thing that I really like that they're doing right now is they're being very strategic about 
having guys fulfill roles that that's what they do. And I think that is very much so coming off of the back of Mr. Dan Quinn. Mm. Dan Quinn brings you on this roster, and he says, you know what, Kyle? You rush the passer really well. That's all I need you to do. And that's what I'll do. And that's what you'll do, right? I'm not asking you to play 40 snaps. I need you to give me the best 15 snaps you can, and I need you to go balls to the wall on it, right? That's what I'm asking you to do. And they're, they're, they found out that that works defensively, right? Guys are not being asked to do things outside of themselves. Just yeah. do, what, do what you do really well. I'm going to put you in a position to be successful. And now you're starting to see that really transition into all aspects of this roster. Guys are now being placed in positions to say, hey, Ronald Jones, short yardage and protect, Z, uh, protect Dak's back. That's what I need you to do. Come in here and can you do that? Absolutely, I can do that. Cool. You're on the paper. Sign you up. And they're going to continue to do that, I believe, through the draft as well. They're not going to. They're going to be looking for guys that can fulfill more roles, of course. Mm -hmm. But I think they've learned their lesson for trying to get these Swiss, the Swiss Army knife type of guys, and they're going to start saying, hey, guess what? No, see, you block really well? There okay, you go. there we go. I'm going to put you in right here. Plug you, you in between go. these two horses and just do that. Don't do anything else. Focus on that. We'll fill the rest of the roles with guys that do the same thing. Got to know your role. Got to no. know you, what you're you, doing. You shut your mouth and know your say, role. Know your damn role. <laughs> shut your damn mouth. All right, we're taking our second call. Casey from Texas. Sorry, we didn't get your, your city. Where are you at, Casey? Man, I'm in. Uh, I'm currently in Conroe, but I represent Shiner, Texas. In Conroe, the box all day long. Okay. Very nice. What What's on your mind? So, man, look, man, free agency. Um, not really a free agency, but I wish we could get that receiver out of Arizona. I know we can't talk about his name, <laughs> so I, I pay attention to you guys, so I know what I can and what I can't. There you go. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Uh, but man, my my my, my craziest finest moment was Zeke. Is the, the Pittsburgh Steelers walk off? There we go. Uh, mm. My family, my Coleman family, is majority Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Oh, that was. And sweet. we had a family reunion that day. <laughs> that game was happening, and that walk off was was lovely. Oh yeah! Wow, that yeah. that was such and, a good 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 play all the way across the board. I could imagine all, all how how crazy he and the Cowboys fans went in the midst of Ooh. Steelers fans. Just oh, the man. air that got sucked out of that room for those Pittsburgh fans. I know that was sweet, sweet giving. Sweet, 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 <laughs> sweet. I, I just wish I wish the Cowboys can get back to that moment when we had Kobe, Udez, Brian, Zeke, uh, Dak, when we was making the uh, the promo videos every other day and the boys were just having fun. I feel like the Cowboys hadn't been, been having much fun since that. We can get back to that. And get back to those twelve and uh, four and those those thirteen and five season like we had last year, man. We I think our team was good enough to go all the way. Casey, thank you so much for the call. I completely agree. Bring back the fun. Bring it back. Well, I will, I will say this. They had a ton of fun last year and during those 12 wins. And, and shouts right. out to our media team and, and our production team for the magnificence that is sounds from the sideline. Mm -hmm. Because those sounds from the sideline drops, it showed you just how not only intense and competitive it got on the Cowboys sidelines, but just the unbridled fun, yeah. the brotherhood of it, the camaraderie. It's good to see that. But I agree with Casey. It, it, not to say that the 2022 team did not have fun, but that 20. 16 team felt like um, oh no that was different. rebirth yeah that was different that felt like a complete turnaround you know you know why because it wasn't supposed to happen no you're right 
It wasn't supposed to happen. Romo goes down, right? And then you get, you know, Dak Prescott comes in, and Dak wasn't even the second quarterback on the depth chart, right? He was behind Jamil Showers. Shouts out to Jamil mm-hmm. Showers for those that forgot. Jamil Showers, quarterback, moved to safety, et cetera, et cetera. Basically yeah. did everything the Cowboys wanted. But he was behind Jamil Showers and Kellen Moore at that point. Dak Prescott, fourth-round comp pick. He – you know, injury to Kellen Moore, he moves up, he gets more reps, all of a sudden it's his show to start the season. But how much can you expect from a fourth-round comp pick, okay? But then you get Zeke, a ton of of promise around and hype around the fourth overall pick in the draft. You're thinking, well, everything's going to go as Zeke goes, and it kind of did, but Dak Prescott also had a word in that, and all of a sudden now you have – uh, a five-game win streak, seven-game win streak, nine-game win streak, 11-game win streak. And over the course of that, is Romo going to get his job back? So <laughs> that season hit so differently because it wasn't supposed to be what it was. It wasn't supposed to be as special as it, as it was. And that special um, air was mixed with the the toughness of knowing that it was over for Tony Romo. So there was a lot of emotions in that season. So that's why that year hit so different. No doubt. No doubt about it. All right, let's take our second break. But before we do, we got to remind you that this is how we country. Let's get Isaiah stand back a little yee on here. There we go. Country Music's Party of the Year is coming to Ford Center at the Star in Frisco on May 11th. The Academy of Country Music Awards are always bringing you country music's brightest stars together under one roof. And no one does country quite like Texas. Witness history in less than just two months. Limited tickets remain. Get yours today at SeatGeek. Com. All right, when we come back, we've got another news and no. Mm. Mm. This one could either get you riled up, it could get you angry. Hold on to your britches. You better hold on. Buckle up. We've got news and notes one more time when we come back right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. This week! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone wants something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping.
Back to Talking Cowboys. Register now for 2023 Dallas Cowboys Youth Camps presented by Invisalign. Athletes ages 6 to 16 are invited to learn from the best this summer at AT AT&T Stadium or at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Football camps are led by former NFL players, and cheer camps are taught by the current Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Save $25 when you sign up for camp on May or by May 12th. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash camps. All right, final segment here of Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Patrick has one more new news and notes that he wants to talk about. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, one more tidbit from Jerry Jones out in the league meetings in Phoenix. And this one, uh, <laughs> let's talk about it. When asked about the status of the, of the state of the offensive line, obviously the Cowboys lost Connor McGovern starting left guard to free agency. He's going up to the Buffalo Bills to protect Josh Allen. Uh, that increases the number of question marks as far as where the Cowboys are going to land. They're going to get uh, Tyron Smith back on a a reworked deal. Um, But does that mean Tyron Smith is going to be right tackle? Is he going back to left tackle with Tyler Smith moving into left guard? Terrence Steele is looking to come back from a torn ACL, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Jerry Jones says that Ty, not Tyron, I'm sorry, that Terrence Steele, all these T's, that Terrence Steele, Mm. as we have this conversation in March, Mm -hmm. and I say that last part for a reason, Mm But he says Terrence Steele is the swing tackle. No. That's, Wait. So that's what he said. Like he dances like the swing dance? No, or? not not swinging like that. Ain't and not not swinging at the playground either. That swing. Yeah, not not no. at the playground with ABC, another bad creation. Nah, he's not. Nah, no. Nah. Terrence Steele, uh, as it is viewed through the eyes of Jerry Jones on March 27th, which was yesterday. Terrence Steele is being viewed as the swing tackle, and that intimates loudly that Tyron Smith is going to be the right tackle to start the season, and Tyler Smith is going to be the left tackle, and that still leaves your leaves you open at left guard. Stephen Jones says the Cowboys are obviously open to drafting the offensive lineman at 26. Jerry himself said he wouldn't blink at drafting the 26, which is fine because we all said that. Yeah. Um, but what I'm not in on – and again, I know we're talking about this in March. It's a new offensive line coach. Say and chest. I didn't hear this from Mike McCarthy. We're hearing it from Jerry Jones. Mm. Okay. So mm. we're hearing it from the owner of GM and not the coaching staff. Double J. I'm hoping that the coaching staff pulls Mr. Jones to the side and says, hey, we, we see what you did there. But nah. <laughs> but nah. Um, Terrence Steele is your definitive starting right tackle in my eyes. I think as long as he's healthy. As long as he's healthy. I think any move, if he's healthy and ready, I'm glad you said that. If he's healthy and ready for week one, no way he needs to be your swing tackle. Mm. No way. No way. I get paying homage, which is rightfully due to Tyron. And if you want to pay the homage, give him back his his base position for for 2023. Drop Tyler in the left guard. Play it how you need to play it. You got the younger guys. Farniak has an interior guy. That's an option. Well, let's go as your outside guy. Maybe he can flex in. Whatever the case may be. Terrence Steele Mm -hmm. is your starting right tackle. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go for it, bro. Let's say that none of those three (laughs) candidates, Tyler... Tyron or Terrence, neither of those three, right? None of those three can or is allowed to play left guard. And you have to sit one of them. Which of those three do you sit? Wait, you got sit, your left tackle. Say it, right. say it one they more time. They can't play left guard. Yeah, I, I need to hear meaning it that you can't time. bump anybody down to the left guard position. 
right? You got to pick your but two. You can. No, 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 no. Kyle, let's 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 assume that they take a left guard at twenty six. Okay, that's my dream. Okay, okay. So you have two tackle. You have two tackle positions. Mm-hmm. Three tackles. Who starts for you? Mm-hmm. Terrence, Tyler, Tyler. Terrence, and Terrence, Tyron, Tyler. Terrence and Tyron. You're sitting, Tyler. You know why? Why? Because recent history has shown us that Tyron isn't going to give you 17 full games. Yeah, you're going to get 11 games out of Tyler Smith as your starting left tackle. Yeah, right. So, so it, I mean, it'll eventually it'll solve itself. So I think that it, because so who starts sitting? Who do you start Tyler. sitting? In that situation, and just to be clear, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. if I'm understanding what Isaiah yes. is asking, he's saying of those three names, Terrence, Tyron, and Tyler. If you're assuming that none can play left guard, which isn't true, but for the mm-hmm. sake of having playing yeah. this little game, yeah. um, who would you sit? I in that scenario, Tyler mm-hmm. sits mm. because I'm going to start Tyron. Number one, he's earned it; that's his spot. But also, you know, going in, as much as you love 77, you know he's not going to give you the full 17 plus a postseason. So eventually. Maybe sooner than later, hopefully not. But eventually, Tyler's going to end up starting that left tackle anyway. Mm. Then you might have an injury somewhere else on the line. So everything he did for you last year, you sent him on the bench. Uh, what about everything 7-7 did for you before I, last year? I hear you. That's why and I, that's and why then I asked last the year as well. Hey, that's, that's why I asked the question. Yes, and then last year as well. I so, have a different answer. Okay, let me see what you got. And I think Tyler has I, I his whole career to be the starting left tackle. He does. His he does. whole career. Tell I think that. Tyron probably has one more season Tell to be Tyler starting that, left though. tackle. Yeah, I don't. I don't love t- Tyler. Is, We've talked about this before. You don't want to. Tyler is going to do whatever you don't they ask hinder, him to do because he's just a great team. You guy don't want to hinder the growth mm. of Tyler Smith. Fair. Don't push. Just pause. because you have loyalty to some guy who has played seven games over the last eight years. It's deeper well. than just because. Because when that guy is healthy, he's, he's phenomenal. Still one hell of a I contributor. <laughs> he's he's so it's, phenomenal. It's, it's not a hollow. Bring homage. in there, Beamer. It's but not hollow. Homage. Bring in Beamer. Here's where I'm going with it. Mm-hmm. Keep Tyron at left tackle. Okay. That's fine. He's your starting left tackle. That's oh. the only thing I have oh, here. Oh, 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 are you fl- Give me Tyler Smith at oh. right tackle. Give me oh. Tyler at right tackle, and then you have the swing option I'm of Terrence. Why? I'm He's not, a tackle. I'm not, I'm not He's much field. better as a tackle I'm than not. he was as a guard ever. A and you still or right put him at guard. I don't care. I'm not flipping field. A tackle's a, a tackle. Don't, I'll don't, put say, don't you say that. I'm it's one hundred percent. It's easier. It's easier for him to go from left tackle to right tackle than it is for him to go from left tackle to left guard. It, when if, he did if that he, already, listen, if he did, put him at right if tackle. If he didn't have the strength so in the base, another on, new position. If he didn't have the Hell strength yeah. in the base that he has as Tyler Smith, <laughs> then that statement would be accurate. Mm-hmm. But because he has the strength in the base that he has, it's actually easier for him to go to left guard than from left tackle to didn't right. Didn't look tackle. like it. He didn't play very well at left guard. He played okay. He played okay, and he grew as the season went along because he had time to play there. Now, if he has an entire offseason to play right tackle, you're telling me he can't do that? Not better than Terrence Steele. Not not in 2023. That's the conversation. See, but that's what I'm Would saying. Would he be better Out than Terrence Steele at this, right tackle in, right now? No. In this hypothetical that we're this. giving this right now, in this hypothetical here, mm-hmm. Terrence Steele is the odd man out because he's not a young developmental player and he's not this high-arcing Tyron Smith who's been here for 10 years. He's somewhere in the middle where he's been a developmental prospect that is really, really good for you right now. He's the odd man out, not because he's not the best out of the three or not because he's not talented enough. It's because you have two different things that you're trying to accomplish, two different agendas that you're trying to accomplish. Loyalty to Tyron Smith and developmental for Tyler Tyler Smith. 2023. In this I have, scenario, I have an who's better on the phone? If you want me it's, to bring him oh. in, all right. Let's, is let's, Nate let's Newton go. on the phone? Let's We've go. got Nate Newton on the phone. Let's go, big Nate. Big Nate, Nate. Nate, here's here's the hypothetical. 
How's first off? Good morning. How are you? Good morning. How, how you guys? How you doing? Great, how you doing, great. All right. Here's a hypothetical. You don't have the option to move to guard or to center at all. So these three players have to play tackle. Who are you starting at left tackle, right tackle, and who is your swing tackle out of Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, and Terrence Steele? Uh, uh, the older guy would be my swing tackle. Okay, that's uh, fine. Yeah, he would be my swing tackle because I need – if my bet Tyler Smith is my future at left tackle, I got to give him give him every rep. Developmental, that, no that, doubt. That, yeah, yeah. So who if, is he uh, at left tackle? Left tackle and still would be my right tackle. Right tackle. Still can only play one position, just in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Now maybe Mike Solari can work some magic to do offensive line coach, but to me, still is a right tackle. I've always tried to tell everybody that he's a right tackle. He's a great run blocker. He's an average pass blocker. He's coming off of a major knee injury. Now, if you talk, if you're going to start that stuff we started last year, that's a disaster. Mm-hmm. So, no matter who you start, you know, uh, you got to let those five work together. But I, for the question you asked me at the beginning, mm-hmm. the left tackle would be the young kid, the rookie from last year, and the right tackle would be Steel. If he's healthy, he's got to go. And I will let. Uh, Tyler be the swing because uh, he's not that durable. He's proven over the years yeah. he's not that durable. And so now you're going to put him in, he get three games or four games, and all of a sudden something happens. Yep. And all of a sudden you're throwing the other guy in anyway to finish the season. You know, you, you can't continue. I understand loyalty, mm-hmm. but you can't continue to do that. You can't continue to stop other kids' development for a guy that's going to give you maybe eight, nine games at full speed. Okay, well, let me yeah. let me play devil's advocate here because Isaiah agrees with you, by the way. Isaiah agrees with yeah. you. Patrick and I are on kind of different playing surfaces at the yeah. moment. But when your swing tackle is Tyron Smith, right, and, and you want yeah. him to be your backup, part of the reason why he would get playing time in the first place is because one of the two guys in front of him were injured. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. would not you would not have a healthy Tyler Smith or a healthy Terrence Steele. What right. happens whenever your swing tackle, who is injury prone in his own right, comes in and he gets hurt? Where do you go from there? That's my that's my one pause. I, I let's have, go. I, I have, You're letting him ride. Well, let's go. No, I I have the perfect uh, answer right now. And I love I think it. Isaiah has had the perfect answer from the beginning. You draft or uh, either signed a guy in free agent. To be those two guys, okay. Six. You you draft. Uh, see the, the the thing here is we we're solid everywhere. In my estimation, these guys are solid everywhere. Mm-hmm. They have good. They have I think super to good guys at every position except two. Mm-hmm. And it's the offensive line. They're not solid. I just believe that no depth, no proven okay. depth, and defensive line where they're not solid. Okay. So you, if they could just go out and draft someone or sign someone, they signed a young man. I can't pronounce his name, and I'm not. We're not chopping up until the season starts. Uh, oh, man, Chuma. So, Chuma Idoga. So, but you, but you get what I'm saying. You can't keep jeopardizing one piece. Okay. To j- to jiggle around other pieces, you you it's, regardless jingling, of whether this guy start or whether he's a backup, and I'm talking about Tyron Smith. It is a high risk. The percentages are high 
that he won't finish the game. Yeah. Completely agree, Nate. Hey, yeah. appreciate you hopping on I and giving us some Nate insight. You hey, are... Thank you, man. And tell, uh, tell that dude see <laughs> Georgia would not see a three-piece. Ooh. Sorry, Listen, you can put it out in the atmosphere all you like, but it ain't going to come back how you want it. <laughs> he hung up on you. Yeah, it ain't going to come back how you want it. Nah, he, he still didn't even want to hear it. Listen, he can't hear Jimmy. Okay? He can't hear Jimmy. He can't hear Jimmy. Yes. White man can't jump reference yeah. for those that don't know. Here's my thing about the, the back end of what he said. Okay. If if we're talking about drafting a tackle here, right? Nope. You're you're not. I'm not. You're not. Mm-mm. Are you? Nate are are you no, okay? I want a left guard. Lineman. I want a left guard. If you're if you're giving me a guard, I'm not having this conversation. This makes Correct. complete sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking interior lineman. If, I'm not taking a tackle at 26. I thought Nate. What Nate was trying to do was draft another tackle. Was draft somebody else that was at tackle. If he's talking about guard, then I'm okay. Yeah. Then I'm, uh, that doesn't bother me. If we're talking about drafting another tackle, which is possible at 26, because there are some good ones at 26, mm. why do we even keep 77 around? Ooh. That's my question. I mean, I know there's loyalty. So, I know he's still really good, but with the injury concerns and the durability. Yeah. So my, my my dream is that you draft a, a dog at left guard. That'd be and awesome. Then, and Interior then you start yeah. and then you start Tyler on the left. Mm-hmm. You start Terrence Steele on the right. Okay. Um, and and then, I'm cool with that, too. And then you have Tyron, who you could bring in in a heavy set. Right, yeah, that could that could be something that is a one of your more common running uh, sets where you mm-hmm. add a t- additional offensive alignment. Right, that eliminates that need for a, for a line, for a, a fullback a lot of times. So you have the goal line sets. You have all those times where you can still fit him in and keep his keep his legs warm and all that jazz. Um, and you can be dominant. Mm-hmm. You have a dominant running game in that portion, right? And then you have Waletsko, well, who's your backup. So you have Waletsko. Well, and you have Tyron Smith, who could be your backups. And I'm not calling Tyron a backup, but he that's where the role that so I'm saying is the discussion fulfill. we're having. That's a discussion we're having, right? We know what he is, okay? But in terms of looking towards the future, right, you have to address those things by seeing, hey, is Terrence Steele still Terrence Steele? And we're not going to hinder Tyler Smith's development. And you're good. Last year we asked him to do above and beyond, and he did it. We're not doing that to him again. But, you know, here's here's another dynamic, and, and I spoke about this as far as the well, last week and the week prior. For those that came into the offseason asking, well, why is everyone um, hovering over the panic button as it relates to the Cowboys' offensive line? And we laid it out. Obviously, Connor McGovern potentially leaving. He ended up leaving. You got some depth issues, guys coming off injuries. Well, let's go, for example. But I drew a red circle around circle around Terrence Steele, not only because he's coming back off of injury, but because he's not locked up, locked up for the long term. Mm-hmm. So as you're sitting here trying to have these kinds of long-term negotiations with Terrence Steele, put yourself in Steele's shoes. Mm-hmm. And if Steele believes that he's now being relegated to the role of swing tackle after having developed and proven himself as a definitive starter in the league, then it it makes him want to put one foot out the door uh, more so than maybe it's already maybe it already is. Yeah, so nice. you don't know yep. that Terrence Steele is going to be here in 24, Correct. let alone in 23. Correct. So yeah. I that, agree. That's another angle of the conversation altogether because we keep talking about. So could what I, this Cowboys? And I don't need think do, tackles but. really a big like. I know a lot of people are talking about it mm-hmm. because of the injuries and mm-hmm. the health, but. Honestly, tackle is probably that's where you have the most depth on the offensive line right now. Right now, absolutely. Right now, yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they, I don't know the, the name of the gentleman they just well, you signed. You have nothing at guard, right? and you have Avion Collins. Nothing they got, behind they have, Tyler Biotis. Yeah. Yeah. A good so you got Avion Collins. Avion Collins is a, is a dog, He's right? Up. Yep. So you got him. You have Terrence Steele. You have Tyron. You got Tyler. You got well. Let's go. All right, stop. I'm not gonna, 
I was going to say, don't say the next yeah, okay. name. I wasn't going to say the next name. But I was waiting for you. But, I was like, but, yeah, so yeah, do you have yeah, depth no. at tackle? <laughs> it's the interior guys that you don't have sure. depth. Yeah. You have no, well, yeah. to our knowledge, no proven backup center. No, you, just you hope have you no hope interior. Can can you know? But he's you're not hoping. proven. That's a hope. No, no, I said I was yeah, saying you're hoping. So I'm saying like as I'm trying to help the fans understand interior offensive lineman, left guard, left guard, and also who's going to play behind Martin. He ain't the youngest spring chicken around here either. No. You might want to start planning for that future. No, I agree. I completely agree. I've been here for three <laughs> years. I've been here for three yeah. years trying to say that this offensive line isn't what it, it always be. has been. Okay. And next year. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Next year. Yeah. Next year has to be like, – oh, no. <laughs> you have to start planning for right guard effective next year. He's not going to be He's not going to be a guy that rides this thing out until he can't move. No yeah, no. That's no. what I'm saying. I, he's going to ride off in the sunset. He's yeah. that guy. He's that guy where he's like, my time's done. And he just walks off. So, you know, what? this might be. This might be a situation where uh, (laughs) between last year, this year, next year, uh, maybe even the year after in 25, this might be a similar sequence to the Tyron and and Frederick and Martin Mm -hmm. draft in that, that rapid fire. That's how you build. The offensive line and the Cowboys show they can do it. So this might be you got Tyler. Maybe you double back and you get somebody at twenty six. Your left guard, and, and then in, in, in twenty five you get your developmental right guard because and on the coaching staff you hired a new what offensive line coach. So yeah. So with the twenty sixth pick in the twenty twenty three NFL draft, I the Dallas man. Cowboys select Osiris, Osiris Torrance, Torrance out of Florida because <laughs> that's it. That's the, that's the only guy that's going to be there the that time. is I worth twenty six. I hope. Hope is you, you a strategy. Of, ah, sometimes. welcome, welcome, sir. Sometimes, welcome to my. You think side. Avila? Maybe Avila's there. Avila's there, but I, I would feel much better with Torrance there. I mean, they're both they're my number one and two. By the way, I submitted my draft magazine bios. Hey, I wrote thirty thousand words for that magazine. Woo! That's my guy. And they're number one and number two, Torrance and Avila, in terms of interior offensive linemen, including center, Same because John Michael Schmitz Please. is number Same three for me. And tweet, I could go either way. I'm like one A, one B. Tweet the three of us. Your top three positional wants for that number 26. Do it, ladies and gentlemen. Get it done. Do it. Get it done. At I am stand back at voice of the star at Kyle underscore Yeomans. Let us know what are your top three positional needs for the Dallas Cowboys. All right, that does it for us. We'll be back next Tuesday. We'll be back at 10 a.m. Central Time to break it all down for you. We're less than a month away from the NFL draft, so this is not the only draft talk we're going to have on this show. We're going to have a little bit because we have the experts. A little bit, you know. Chris Beam is pretty good at what he maybe, does. Maybe we back. get someone else from the draft show to. We could make that happen. Yeah, yeah. for one of the upcoming shows. We'll make shows. it happen. Yeah. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Should be a whole lot of fun. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey, Walker, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. Thanks for joining us on Talking Cowboys. We'll see you next week. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!